0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. When you strike at a serpent that hisses you may only cause it to spring. That's rather sage advice when you come to consider it. But why is it so often disregarded? Why do people poke at snakes? Why don't people let sleeping dogs lie? Perhaps it's just as well. After all, if everyone always did the sensible thing, whatever would we do for stories? Miss Constance, didn't you say in front of many witnesses that you were going to kill Mr. Crawford? Well, sometimes you say something that you... Went to he... in his apartment at approximately the time of the murder? Well,
1: I only went there to... And
0: aren't your fingerprints on the knife that killed him? But there must be an explanation. There is. You're guilty of murder. Our mystery drama. Everybody does it was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Robert Dryden. It is sponsored in part by Off, the sinus medicines. I'll be back shortly with
2: Act One. <laughs>
0: We're in one of those posh eating places where mediocre food is called by esoteric French names. And customers pay exorbitant, even obscene
2: prices to be treated like cattle by an arrogant, ill-mannered staff. And yet they fight to get in. Why? You know why. To rub shoulders
0: with, or at least stare, at the celebrities. And who is here tonight? Well, at one table, we have the voluptuously lovely, if somewhat aging star, Margaret Constant. Nearby, Wilson Crawford, the illustrious critic. Wilson, aren't you going to say hello to Margaret? Perry, I'm no longer required to say hello to Margaret, but you should say hello to Margaret. Ah, and why? To prove that you're civilized. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, What am I doing? Wilson, you take me to dine at a place like this, and I see you actually stealing packets of sugar.
2: Oh, well, uh, uh, uh,
0: stop laughing. can't help it. (laughs) Perhaps the whole thing is my subconscious reaction or my adjustment to a new austerity. Oh, well, had I known you were strapped, I uh, would have suggested a more modest place. Yes, well, Perry, I asked you to dinner because I must have a serious talk with you. Oh, certainly. Uh, But first, you know, I think you should say hello to Margaret. I don't think so. For old time's sake? For old time's sake, for new time's sake, for all time's sake, I divorced the woman and that's an end to it. Nothing could persuade me to talk to Margaret. Well, I happen to know something that's just mine. Give it up, Perry. Margaret has signed to do a new play. That's no longer a personal concern. It's called St. Joan of Arc. I find it awkward to... St. Joan? Who's going to play St. Joan? Well, who are we talking about? Margaret. Oh, no, I won't permit it. A new drama. Joan of Arc? Yes, she goes into rehearsal next week. Well, we'll see about that. Excuse me. I will say hello to Margaret. Where do you come off playing Joan of Arc? Oh,
1: good evening, Wilson. I won't have it. Won't you sit down? Oh, but just for a moment. I'm expecting someone important.
0: What is this Joan of Arc nonsense?
1: How have you been, Wilson?
0: Have you lost your senses?
1: I've regained them completely. The proof? I divorced you. You are going to play Joan of Arc? You're 50. 43. 54. I was
0: being kind. You're going to play Joan of Arc with that voluptuous figure, those smoldering eyes, that voice? You're going to play Joan of Arc? This is going to be a Freudian interpretation. Oh, Margaret, who has
1: overwhelmed your senses, seduced you with this delusion? Only the finest director in the world, Kabalewski. Cover. (laughs) Oh, that charlotte. That genius. You hate him because you cannot intimidate him. A Freudian version of Joan of Arc. Margaret
0: not appear in this play. Run
1: along, darling.
0: It's garbage.
1: It's self-indulgent trash. I'll tear it apart. Oh, reviewing it already? You haven't even seen it. I'll destroy it. We shall see. This will be Peter's masterwork and my greatest role, and everyone will acclaim it. Everyone but you.
0: Joan of Arc, I suggest you open it in a burlesque house. Well, have you simmered down sufficiently, a woman's an absolute fool. So, what's to be done? Ah, uh, I have my own problems. Uh, Perry, would you pull over to the curb? I have to talk with you. I've been trying to broach the subject all night. Uh, What subject? Money. Money? I never worried about money. There was always enough and to spare... I made it or Margaret made it. When we decided to part, I let her have everything. But oh, well, I thought you had a better lawyer than that. She's going to need it. She'll go broke trying to prove she's a serious actress. Well, now I seem to be a bit short and I was wondering if you could give me an advance. I thought I'd do a book of critical essays. Uh, I don't publish critical essays. They don't make any money. Now, a blockbuster bestseller with all the dirt and the inside theater gossip of the past 20 years? Ho, 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 ho. We've <laughs> had this discussion before. I couldn't write such a book. Well, thanks anyhow, Perry. I'll just have to scale down my style of living or work a little harder. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> would, uh... Would you be interested in a rather uh, lucrative special income? Oh, would I? You know, I? I can trust you, Wilson. And there's no reason why you shouldn't make some easy money. Easy money? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that has an ominous sound. <laughs> but it's really very simple. What would I have to do? Well, people like you and me, we travel constantly. They ask... And you're always flying to London to see the new plays. And I scar the continent for literary properties. Thus, we may perform a service for uh, certain people. Or what sort of service? A messenger service. The more I hear this, the less I like. Uh, we are uh, eminently reputable people. Who suspect us of anything or even think to watch us? Well, you're about to suggest some smuggling. Uh, uh, now... Just consider that you're acting the part of a uh, confidential courier. Yeah, of course, it's dishonest. Well, of course. <laughs> but everybody does it. Everyone? Uh, you'd be surprised how many. People whose credentials are impeccable. But those people are thieves. Perhaps. But only a little bit. One cannot be a little bit of a thief. You are. Me? Yes. Yeah. Don't you steal packets of sugar from restaurant tables? Oh, well, that... That isn't stealing. Uh, well, I suppose it's, it's all in the way you look at it. Well, how can you compare? Ah, uh, you mind dropping me off at my place? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I tried. Well, thank you, Perry, but I don't think I'd be interested. Crawford. Oh, uh, yes. What is it, Sefkins?
2: Uh,
0: shall you be having lunch at home, sir? Oh, I suppose so. Oh, Sefkins, I brought some sugar home last night. Yes, I'm aware of that. I emptied your jacket pockets this morning. Are you laughing at me? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. We have to tighten our belts. Any economy, no matter how small, is important. Uh, yes, sir. And if we're not required to purchase sugar over the course of a year, isn't that an important saving? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, just pardon me, sir. Uh, Mr. Crawford's residence. Yes, who's calling? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Crawford is out. Yes, I shall give him your message. Who was that? Uh, the bank, sir. The account seems to be overdrawn. Well, that must be a mistake. Oh, I'm afraid not. Call back and say I'll deposit some money today. Well, unfortunately, sir, I cannot do that. There are no funds, Mr. Crawford, anywhere. Well, I expect my salary from the magazine. Yes, but that will just cover the rent. And then those articles I wrote for the... Yes, sir, but that check is not due until the 15th of next month. Ah. Well, obviously, we must do something, Sopkins. Yes, sir mail this morning? All bills. Any calls? Uh, Mr. Gulliver calls sir. Perry, what do you want? He uh, just called to chat. I said you were busy writing. Yes, yes, that's exactly what you should have told him. Mm. That's all, sir. That's just as well. We've had enough bad news for one day. Uh, yes, sir. One must. One must. No. But, on the other hand... Come on in, Wilson. Perry, I'll be brief. This, uh... This thing you discussed with me... I've... Decided to try it. Well, I knew you would. Just exactly, what is involved? Well, the next time you go to London, see, I know somebody who'll pay your fare and give you a thousand dollars in return for what? You carry a small package, which contains, usually, gems. And then what? <laughs> Someone will relieve you of your burden. And when you're ready to return, there'll be another package. And another fee. Huh? What do you think? I think it's wrong. Uh, True, true. true. But I uh, plan to go to London next week. Leave everything to me. Are you at home to Miss Crawford, sir?
1: Oh, of course he's
0: at home, Siskins. Miss... Crawford, sir. Thank you, Sefkins. That'll be all. Margaret, you shouldn't do that to poor Sefkins. You know how seriously he takes his job.
1: I don't have much time to waste.
0: Ah, yes, indeed. And yet, isn't time the image of eternity?
1: Oh, stop it. You always have to remind people how learned you are. That's why I divorced you.
0: Well, if memory serves, I divorced you.
1: We decided to part friends. We did have 15 years. And I admit I do have a a residue of affection for you. We're still concerned with each other. Are we? For instance, the other night, you sought to warn me. You felt that I'm about to take a disastrous step. You were compelled to dissuade me. And so I have come here to dissuade you. From what? From whatever you propose to do with Perry Gulliver. I don't propose to do anything with Perry Gulliver. That's not true. Every time the two of you put your heads together, it's the beginning of a catastrophe. You never liked Perry. Perry Gulliver is a scoundrel. Why? Because he uses people. He's a thief. Well,
0: he may have lost other people's money on occasion. Including yours. Well, those were the breaks. The risks and chances you take.
1: Perry Gulliver is a thief in his heart.
0: Just exactly... What have you come here to tell me?
1: I feel I should warn you. Keep away from Perry.
0: (laughs) You're always jealous of him. As a matter of fact, you resented all of my friends.
1: Out of the goodness of my heart, I come up here to do you a good turn. And what do I receive? Scorn and abuse. All right, I wash my hands of the entire business.
0: She thinks she has. Little does Margaret know that soon she shall be immersed in this business up to her neck, if not higher. Wilson Crawford, Margaret Constant, and Perry Gulliver. A trio, but they shall become a duo in Act Two. And may we expect a solo in Act Three? Patience, friends, we're getting there. Yes, theoretically, an earthquake of a certain intensity... (coughs) Are uncompromising. They state in bold and fiery letters, Thou shalt not. However, we imperfect mortals here below try to shade the meanings here and there. We console ourselves by saying, Doesn't everybody do it? Well, whether or not everybody does or doesn't, a gentleman named Wilson Crawford is about to. I'll get that 2nd don't bother. Hello. Wilson? Oh, it's you, Perry. Now, weren't you expecting my call? Uh, Yes, I suppose I was. Well, I'll drive you to the airport. Uh, Can you be downstairs in ten minutes? Yes, I suppose so. Good, I have your ticket and uh, a package. A rather small one. It should fit into your attaché case. Perry, I don't know... Don't be so nervous. The thing is absolutely ironclad, surefire, and (laughs) foolproof. have your tickets and the packet. What's in it? Uh, that's really not your affair. That will be very much my affair if I'm caught. But you shall not be caught. How can you be sure? Because you're you, Wilson Crawford, the eminent critic. Your reputation protects you. Uh, yes, yes, my reputation. And I'm selling it uh, for a handsome fee. And Samuel Johnson said... Madam, we've already established what you are. We're merely haggling over the price. Uh, Wilson, uh, let us not go into an essay on morality. What am I carrying? Leave it in your luggage. It'll be picked up in your hotel room. But what am I carrying? And you'll find another packet in its place. Perry, answer the question. And also an envelope with your money. Perry, in crisp new bills. I won't get on that plan until you tell me. Diamonds. Now, are you happy? No, I'm not happy. It's just... If it had been something else, I would have refused. You take what you get, Wilson, and once you're really in this thing, you never even think about it.
1: It is you who stand accused. I shall die at the stake, but a purer flame already shines in my heart. Am I saying that right?
0: If anyone anywhere could ever give that line a more transcendent meaning,
1: my name is not Cavalier. What bothers me is how can a flame... Shine in one's heart. I mean, shouldn't it burn? How uh, quickly we jump to the obvious
0: interpretation.
1: It's just the kind of line that Wilson would tear me to pieces for in his review. Wilson, Wilson, I see my darling. You are still not free from him yet. Well, I'm just asking. Trust
0: me. It is not the literal word that matters. It is the tension in the voice. Oh. Besides, besides, I believe your Mr. Wilson is at present in the United Kingdom.
1: He'll be here for opening night if he has to swim all the way. That's what I'm afraid of.
0: Courage, my darling. You are no longer the trilby to his swangali. Now, now let us reach for true great. You're back. Well, why didn't you call me? It skipped my mind, Perry. You were to call me as soon as you arrived home. I know, but this is an opening night. Uh, you uh, you have something to deliver to me? Oh, yes. I suppose I have. You suppose? Yes. An envelope. A very large cellophane envelope. It appeared to contain several pounds of... Well, it looked like sugar. You had no business opening it. No one would pay to smuggle a few pounds of sugar, so I must assume it was a drug. Hand it over. I draw the line at that. So it's just as well. Well, what, what is just as well? It's just as well that I lost it. You what? I must have lost it. I don't have it. Just hold it, hold it for a minute. Therefore, since I cannot deliver the goods, I cannot accept the money. Here it is. Same crisp bills, $1,000. Furthermore, Perry, I've decided this isn't for me. Wilson. Wilson, you had better give me that package. This is morally wrong. How can I do it? Margaret was right about you. Margaret? What does Margaret have to do with it? She smelled a rat long before I did. All she had to do was see us sitting together in that restaurant, and she knew there was trouble. Listen to me. She's right. She's right. You are a thief. Well, be one without me. I quit. You can't quit. Watch me. They won't let you quit. They? Wilson, I am responsible for you. Because I brought you into it, I'll be held accountable. I'll go to the police. Do you know what you're talking about? I I must be on my way. I have a play to review. Uh, Well, an alleged play. You must... Give me that package. I told you, I don't have it. What happened to it? I don't know. It's just gone, that's all. It was placed inside your suitcase when you left London. And yet when I looked for it this morning, it wasn't there. Well, what could have happened to it? I haven't the vaguest idea. They won't believe it. They'll think you sold it on your own? The the street value of that package is well over a million dollars. Indeed. Well, I can't miss the opening curtain. Wilson... Wilson, don't, don't, don't force me to do what? To do something drastic. I am responsible for you. You should be. And I'm responsible for you, too. After all, a man should always be his brother's keeper. Uh, This is Perry, uh, Perry Gulliver.
1: Yes, Mr.
0: Gulliver? I, uh, I think we have a problem. A problem? As Wilson Crawford
1: wants to quit. You must convince him that it's impossible.
0: But that's only half of it. Yes? He doesn't have the package. The package? The one he was to bring from London. He
1: doesn't have
0: it. He claims it's lost. He can't find it. Uh, that's why I say we have a problem.
1: We have no problem, Mr. Gulliver. You have a problem. Uh, but I. I... brought him into the activity. You are responsible.
0: But what is there I can do?
1: Whatever is required to obtain a package. But
0: how can I do that?
1: You had better learn and quickly. It's your responsibility. <laughs> Margaret Dowling, you were wonderful. Thank you. My entire new career is before you. I showed him, didn't I? He was. He can guess. Oh, listen, it's 11 yet. Wilson's review is coming on in a moment. Must we listen to that fool? Oh, I want to hear him eat his words. Turn it on for me. Must you listen to that spiteful, bitter. Please turn it on.
0: Good evening. This is Wilson Crawford. I said to my producer, how can a news segment do justice to a play in the three minutes this permits me? Well, for Joan of Arc, a new drama written and directed by Alexander Kavalevsky, one requires not just three minutes, but three hours, three days. How does one even begin to explore the torturous reasoning or lack of it which prompted so many people to associate themselves with this pathetic hopeless excursion into banality and futility.
1: How dare you, Wilson?
0: And Margaret Constance as Joan of Arc. She is punished for her hubris. For the first time on stage, she looks her age. Oh, Kill him. The ludicrous spectacle of this aging woman of the world <sighs> desperately trying to convince us that she is the chaste, spiritual, teenage girl who is filled with the rapture of heavenly voices. Tune it off!
1: He does not deserve to live. I'll kill him with my own hands.
0: Uh, Mr. Crawford? Uh, what is it, Zapkins? Uh, there is a doorman telephone, sir. Miss Constant is uh, on the way up. Ah, we'd better lock the door until she cools off a bit. I'm afraid that might not be possible, sir. Uh, she may still have her key. I'm afraid she does.
1: Wilson? Wilson Crawford?
0: Looking for me, Margaret?
1: I'm going to kill you, Wilson.
0: Why? You destroyed me tonight. I would suppose you destroyed yourself. You won't get away with it. You can't deny you were wrong. You heard
1: what I said. I am going to kill you. Go ahead. Kill me
0: or don't kill me, but let's not play another bad thing.
1: You don't believe
0: me. Did you bring along a gun, a knife? Poison? Mm. How's it going to be? Uh, Miss Crawford, you're quite upset. And if you'll pardon my Sefkins, uh, she
1: can't kill me. She didn't come prepared. I could kill you with this. Uh,
0: uh, now,
1: Miss Constance. I bought you this jeweled letter opener. Uh, Miss Crawford,
0: please, uh, put the down. Oh, let
1: her play the scene, Sefkin. Are you think this is a joke?
0: It's bad theater. And we must not subject poor Sefkins to a mediocre performance. Sefkins, uh, why don't you go to bed? It's your but, sir. I think we should go Thank up, uh... you, Sefkins. Good night. Uh, well, well, good night, sir. Good night, Miss Constance. And now, dear
1: Margaret. Where were we? I'm going to kill you, not only because of your review tonight, but because of your arrogance. Poor, poor Margaret. You don't believe me. Margaret.
0: Oh. Margaret. Stop that. Let go. That letter opener. I'm going to kill you. Let go, Margaret.
1: Oh, you're, you're carrying my arm. Stop it. Oh. 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 I, I hate you. I hate you.
0: I'm sorry, Margaret, but I had to write that review.
1: Oh, you, you destroyed me.
0: I destroyed a false and ludicrous woman you were trying to be. It was necessary surgery. Who asked you? No one had to ask me. Now you can go back to the Margaret Constant who is true to herself.
1: I never want to see you again. As long as I live. What? Who's that? Oh, what time is it? It's morning. All right, all right, just a minute. Let me put on a robe. Oh, who are you? Why are you ringing my bell? Why did the elevator man let you come up?
0: Miss Margaret Constance. And if I am? If you are, I have to talk to
1: you. About
0: what? A murder. A murder? I'm Lieutenant like of the homicide division.
1: And you, you wake me up at this ungodly hour of the morning. Don't you people ever sleep?
0: I'm sorry, Miss Constance.
1: But where do you come to me? I, I can't help you. I don't know anything about Murder. I
0: do not even know anyone who ever was murdered. Unfortunately, Wisconsin, you do. Or you did know someone who has just been murdered. Do I? Who? Mr. Crawford. Mr. Wilson Crawford. You've heard them shout at ball games, kill the umpire, and many people in the theater harbor similar feelings about critics. If this homicide lieutenant is to be believed, someone has just murdered our friend Wilson Crawford. No wonder the police have made a beeline for Margaret Constance's apartment. After all, she made no secret of her feelings concerning Crawford. She's in for rough sledding in Act 3, I can promise you. Time! Ah!
1: Hey there. It's me, Marty Robbins. Oh, Mr. Marty. Charles Emerson Bentley III. Yeah? Nice to see you again. I are you celebrating Washington's birthday?
0: Oh, yeah, Chuck. In fact, my wife picked up a bunch of Hickory Farms' fantastic beef stick summer sausage. You know, they got a special going on from now until Washington's birthday. It's a real deal. You can buy a whole beef stick summer sausage for only three twenty nine dollars a pound. And, of course, she got a bunch of the different cheeses. They've got over 126 kinds. And we're going to take all of that over to the 4-H Hall for a good old Washington's birthday square dance.
2: Smashing, Mr. Marty.
1: My wife, Bunny, and I, my just. Job- drop by for a few, how do you say, dozy don'ts or dozy doze? Hot dog, I'm proud to be a Hickory Farms
0: boy. Hickory Farms of Ohio Sample any of our special event foods including 126 kinds of cheese.
2: What if you went off to college and found that you were different from everyone else and everything was designed for them, not for you? Suppose you went to the library and all the books you needed were in Braille, and you were the only one who couldn't read. You'd feel left out, wouldn't you? And what if you went to class and found that there were no chairs because all the other students rolled in with their own wheelchairs? Suppose one of your professors gave his lectures talking with his hands, only his hands, and everyone understood sign language except you. You'd think it wasn't fair. Well... That's how handicapped people feel now when they go to college and find extra handicaps. But things are changing, and we have free information that can help. Write Closer Look, Box 1492, Washington, D.C., 20013. A public service message on behalf of the United States Office of Education.
0: toward the world. Thus, you shall be spared the storms that constantly buffet the headstrong, the turbulent, and the unruly. Excellent counsel. A wise man does not broadcast any feelings of violence he may harbor against another. Look what's happened to poor Margaret Constant. She kept raging about how she was going to kill Wilson Crawford. So, naturally, when Wilson is murdered, the police do not have far to go.
1: Wilson? is dead? Yes, Miss Constantine. Oh, it's, it's impossible. I was with him last night. For
2: how long? Well, it was
1: five minutes more or less. At I, I... Uh, what time? What time? Let's see. I, I heard the broadcast. It was 11.20. I took a, a taxi to the apartment. It was 11.45 about.
0: The approximate time of the murder. Who would want to kill Wilson? I am also saying that you were there at about the time of the murder. What? Finally, I'm saying that I shall read you your rights as a citizen, and then I must ask you to come downtown. Mr. Sefkins, did you hear Miss Constant threaten to kill Mr. Crawford? Uh, Unfortunately. And how did she say she would do it? With your permission, sir. They were both highly volatile people, she was furious. And they uh, played a scene, uh, they so often did. I suppose they enjoyed the drama. Uh, that's what it was, the scene? Uh, yes, uh, that's what I thought it was. I'd had uh, 15 years of it <laughs> during their marriage. Indeed, that's why I left the room and went to bed. And she picked up the letter opener from the desk and said, I'll kill you with this. Uh, yes, uh, yes, sir. And you then left the room. Uh, yes, sir. I didn't think that she and was And about serious. 7 a.m., you came into the room, found Mr. Crawford dead on the floor. Uh, yes, uh, yes, sir. He had been stabbed in the back. And the letter opener was lying there next to him. Uh, uh, permit me, sir, if I may. They were both angry at themselves. You see... They had no business being divorced. They cared for each other very much. That isn't true, Sister. Uh, this it was all uh, a misunderstanding. Uh, she was furious. But he incited her, and I think it was their way of, uh, of making love. How- there you, Sefkin. They, they played one of their usual violent scenes, oh. but this time it just got out of hand, that's all. That isn't true. She didn't mean to kill him, Lieutenant. I
1: didn't kill him. I
0: didn't. Thank you very much, Mr. Sapkin. Sure. That'll be all. all Hi, right, Miss Constance. You ready to make a
1: statement? Yes. The same one I've been making all along. I didn't do it.
0: You had the motive. You made the threat. You were there at the approximate time of the killing. Your fingerprints are on a murder weapon.
1: Lieutenant, I was furious. I did say, I'll kill you. I did go to the apartment. I did pick up the letter opener. But after Seconds left the room, I, I, I even fought with him. But but only for a moment. And then I threw the letter opener on the floor and and I went home. And that's what I intend to tell the jury... And you expect them to believe it? Yes, because it's true. Now, Miss Cross. I didn't no. kill him, and you know it. I loved him. <laughs> I'm a fool, but I'm not a murderer. I know who killed Wilson Perry Gulliver.
0: Where does he come into this? Where's your proof? How can you accuse someone of murder without proof? You accused me.
1: What did you have? A few flimsy pieces of circumstantial evidence? Well, what do you got? Wilson spent all of last week in London. Why?
0: What does that have to do with anything?
1: When Wilson goes to London, it's on business.
0: All right. So you have
1: business. What business? The only reason his magazine would send him would be to review the new plays there. To the end of the season, there aren't any. So why did he go?
0: Well, maybe it was a pleasure
1: trip. No, he couldn't afford it. He was broke.
0: All right, I still don't one see one what... night.
1: I see Wilson and Perry very chummy in a restaurant. A few days later, Wilson flies to London. A week later, he returns. On the next day, he's murdered. Obviously, Perry sent Wilson to London. Why? Why? What was Wilson supposed to be doing in London? He didn't write anything. Well, you know. I have friends in London. They kept an eye on him for me. Went to a few parties and came home. All right, so where are we? If Wilson didn't go there to do anything, perhaps he went there to get something. What? How do I know what? You're the professional. Don't you have any ideas? I've opened a world of infinite possibilities now, if this were a play Miss this is not the theater. you see we have Perry Gulliver sending Wilson to London for something but what drugs diamonds military secrets don't you ever go to the movies when Wilson returned they um they, they quarreled about it. Well, how do we know? How do we know that's something we can prove maybe. <clears throat>
0: Uh, sir, how may I be of service, Lieutenant? Let me ask him. Well, go ahead. It's your investigation.
1: When Mr. Crawford returned from London, did Perry Gulliver visit him?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Say, Lieutenant, do you know why, Sifkins?
0: Uh, uh, Mr. Gulliver seemed somewhat upset.
2: Why?
0: Uh, Miss Constance, I never eavesdrop. You know that. Uh, why do you say Mr. Gulliver seems upset? Uh, well, uh, Lieutenant, as uh, Mr. Gulliver was leaving, I gathered he was angry because Mr. Crawford was supposed to have brought something from London I told him. you. All
1: right, all right,
0: all right. When well, Mr. Crawford came home from the airport, did he have his luggage? Uh, yes, sir, his suitcase.
1: Did you unpack it as
0: usual? Uh, yes, yes, yes. First I ran Mr. Crawford's tub, and, uh, and as he was bathing, I put away his things. Did you notice anything unusual in the suitcase? Unusual? Well, no, sir. Nothing at all?
1: Thanks, Hopkinson.
0: Well, you might call it unusual, but I'd, I'd already become used to it. Used to what? The sugar. Sugar? Ah. Uh, Miss Constance, after you left him, Mr. Crawford developed the oddest habits. He collected sugar. Uh, that is, while dining out, he would... Well, uh, Look, the sugar containers, uh, uh, take packets of it and, and bring them home to me. And he had sugar in his suitcase. Oh, well, uh, sir, I noticed some of it had spilled. Uh, it was in a uh, sort of package. I opened it and uh, there was uh, rather a large amount. Sugar. Yeah, is, I said to myself, hey, now this is too much. Packets are one thing, but loose sugar. <laughs> now this has got to stop. Besides, it, I didn't like the looks of it. The looks? Yes, yes, yes. yes. It was uh, it was kind of powdery. So I poured it down the drain. You
1: poured it down the drain? Uh, yes,
0: Miss Constant. Lieutenant, it was a
1: drug cocaine, whichever one of them looks like sugar. Yeah, but we have no proof. We can get it. How? I'll call Perry. Tell him to meet me at my place. I'll say I have the stuff and I'll deal with him. See? See what? I'll get him to admit that he killed Wilson. You can be in the bedroom at the, uh, the moment just. you step out and you put the cuffs on him.
2: Well, it works
0: okay in those cop shows, but I can't do it. Why not? It's entrapment. It's against the law.
1: I intend to accuse Perry of murder. I intend to tell him why he killed Wilson. He may try to kill me, and uh, I could use some protection.
0: Yeah, but, Miss Constance, what do we do if it was only sugar?
1: I'll call him right now. Not from police headquarters. (laughs) What an amusing story, Margaret, dear. I knew the two of you couldn't be up to any good, so I confronted Wilson. I got it out of him. I could get anything out of him.
0: Yes, except a good review, which is why you killed him.
1: I didn't. You did.
0: Evidently, the uh, police are satisfied
1: with you. Are you satisfied with me, Perry? about your conscience? Oh, dear Margaret,
0: <laughs> I was born without one.
1: How about your safety? You were handling those drugs for someone. They were an accounting. Suppose I were to tell you, I know where the drugs are.
2: You? What?
1: Ah, <laughs> Wilson came home. He told me everything. I convinced him to give me the drugs for, uh, for safekeeping. Do you want to hear more? <laughs> Go on. Quite frankly, the idea was to hold you up. But you came back last night. Right after I left, you got into a fight with Wilson. You killed him. Where did it get you? I have the drugs. <laughs> what drugs? I need money, Perry. I didn't kill him. But they've got circumstantial evidence. I need the best lawyer in the country. I'll make a deal for the drugs. But I don't know how to go about it. Now, you go back to your people. You tell them. I'll be reasonable. I only want enough for the, the best lawyer. That's all.
0: How, uh... How do I know you've got the drugs?
1: Show me. Bring me the money. How much money? $50,000. 50,000. I may need more. Make it 100. It's nothing. I understand this package is worth millions. But I. I'll sink you with me, Perry. I'll confess this part of it to the police. Oh, you can't prove it. What do I have to prove? At my trial, I'll insist you killed him for the drugs. The jury won't believe you. Oh, but your friends will. So, do you get me the money? Margaret, I... A good lawyer gets me a light sentence. You save your own life. It's the best deal you can get. Oh, (laughs) poor Perry. You really didn't want to kill him. But you were in so deep, you couldn't help it. You're not really a killer. Scoundrel, yes, but a killer... No. How was it, Perry? Hmm? How? (laughs) Come on. You have to tell it to someone. And you can trust me. What made you do it? He laughed at me. Do you know Wilson? Yes. Guess he only turned his back on me and he dismissed the me. The way he dismissed me. Oh, I was furious.
0: I saw that long, sharp letter opener lying on the floor, but I was cool enough to know what I was doing. I picked it up with my handkerchief, not not to get any fingerprints, and I... What? I... What did you do? I I plunged it into his back.
1: Oh, I'm going to be... She's going to find her Wait. Oh, who are you? Margaret, who is he? Oh, permit me to introduce you. Perry Gulliver, may I present Lieutenant Taplinger of the New York City Police?
0: Permit me now to function as head of the Department of Loose Ends. Harry Gulliver was convicted of the murder of Wilson Crawford, but he received a lighter-than-average sentence because he was able to give certain information concerning drug smuggling. Lieutenant Taplinger has become an avid theatergoer, and Miss Margaret Constant has become a dedicated amateur detective. They often meet to compare notes. Suppose we meet again in a few minutes. Sinus flares up.
1: Unclogged up. Headaches. My whole face hurts. Help. Sign-off. Sign-off helps relieve your
0: pain, helps clear congestion, ease sinus pressure, and postnasal drip. Sign-off does it all. Sign-off. And for the fastest known form of congestion relief, Sign-off spray. S-I-N-E-O-F-F. Sign-off. The sinus medicines in the bright red box. It's here. For occasional use, only as directed... Gosh, you folks have a beautiful tan. You must have been a great foreign vacation. It was terrible. The inspector took away my teddy bear stuffed with straw. Sir, why would he do that? I don't know. It's because certain agricultural items are prohibited. (sighs) They could bring a disease or pest to the U.S. It could start an epidemic. Gosh. Even one could. Did you say pest? Yes. Then why didn't he confiscate you?
1: Even one
0: can hurt. Write for traveler's tips. Know the law. Write traveler's tips. USDA, Washington, 20250. story is everybody does it and thus is formed the heart and spirit of our morality for what is morality it comes from the word mores which means custom usage and so the hard fact is we are what we do what society sometimes approves of